Welcome to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. Tonight, Highway 89 takes us to the beautiful, alluring world of the flute and piano duet, two sounds that together can touch the heart and fire the mind. It's a little dangerous, too. Of the flute, the great poet Seamus Haney said, its sound releases something naturally untamed, as if a squirrel were let loose in a church. I'm Tim Slover, and you're listening to Classical 89 FM and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Well, poised and ready and joining me in the studio are our very special musical guests, both almost exhaustingly accomplished and talented, flautist April Clayton and pianist Jed Moss. April Clayton is an associate professor of flute at Brigham Young University and a member of the Orpheus Winds Quintet. She is also a director of EMA, a fantastic chamber program with a, a, with a very long name, hence the acronym, but we'll talk about that a little later. For now, you simply need to know that April gets to live and teach, and I hope occasionally eat croissants with Nutella in Paris for a month every year. Jed Moss is a versatile keyboarding aficionado. He's well known in Utah for his collaborations in the classical format with ballet and opera and chamber music products, uh, projects. But Jed also has a rock side. He toured for 14 years with the group Air Supply, so he is never all out of love. He's also participated in Broadway and musical theater projects. We're in for a treat tonight. It's a real pleasure to have them both with us here to perform classical selections for flute and piano, beginning now with Poem by Charles Griffiths. Thank you. 
Charles Griffiths's poem played with passion and precision by our guests tonight, live in studio, April Clayton, flautist, and Jed Moss, piano. This is Highway 89 on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Well, April, who has approached the mic now, uh, trained at Oberlin College, where she was a National Merit Scholar at the University of Cincinnati and at Juilliard. She's played with the New York Lyric Orchestra, the Jupiter Symphony, the National Repertory Orchestra. I'm getting out of breath just saying it all, (laughs) and played all over America. But you're especially committed uh, to the recording and the playing of new work. And um, April has actually had repertoire written especially for her. She plays a beautiful white and rose gold and platinum, I now know. A little bit of platinum, yeah. uh, And a a diamond in the tip, (laughs) flute. It's really quite stunning. And also uh, is the director of Chamber Chamber Music for EMA, which uh, is the acronym for the European American Musical Alliance in their summer program. So you spend July heading up the program in Paris. Mm -hmm. Uh, You like Paris? I love Paris, yes. Is it especially good in the summer? Um, Well, it's a little hotter in the summer. Not a lot of air conditioning, um, but it's beautiful. I love to be there. As you're thinking, will you be going there this July? Uh-huh. What, what, what do you look forward to as you're thinking about being in Paris this well, summer? I obviously look forward to it because it's about this time of year that I start to dream about being there, literally. Wow. And um, I dream a lot about eating pastries and things like that. I nailed it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your French? It's all right. I, um, I've taken a lot of classes here at BYU because I can take classes for free. So I've taken 101, 102, all the way up through advanced grammar and try to keep it going during the school year. That's fantastic. Now, who goes with you on this? Um, Well, the space is a bit limited, so we keep it to about 60, maybe 65 students total. That's not just chamber music. It's also conducting and composing. But we always have taken some BYU students. This past year, we took six or seven BYU students. There was an LDS Um, a student from Carnegie Mellon I had worked with previously and year before that there was a student from Harvard that came that was had connections to Utah. Fascinating. Yeah. Can I ask you a little bit about the program? Sure. Uh, My understanding is that um, the legacy of uh, Nadia Boulanger Mm -hmm. sort of figures into what you do. Can you talk about that? Yeah, Nadia Boulanger is a name that's known among musicians, especially composers. She taught just about all of the major composers of the early 20th century, including Copland and um, many, many others. I just mentioned Copland because I've heard specific stories about him um, working with Nadia. And she believed that whether you're a composer, conductor, chamber musician, you should have equal skills in terms of analyzing music. And so all the instrumentalists who go also take analysis and counterpoint and all of those kinds of things. They all sing in the chorale together. They all sing. Uh-huh. Do they resist you on that? Oh, not at all. They love it. Okay. <laughs> and it's a great chorale. A year ago, they sang the Brahms German Requiem. Uh, the concert was the whole Requiem. <laughs> well, we're honored to have you with us. Uh, we're, the next piece that... Uh, um, you and Jed are going to play, I understand, is the Sonata for Flute and Piano uh, in D major by Prokofiev. And uh, we'll be hearing the first movement, and then uh, we'll break, do a little more talking.
Prokofiev's Sonata for Flute and Piano, the first movement. Well, Jed Moss, uh, his CV is equally formidable, uh, a consummate classical pianist and a member of the Sundance Trio. I might ask you about that in just a minute, if that's yes, all right. Sure. Um, internationally known uh, and in Utah for performances of traditional and contemporary repertoire. That's right. Uh, Jed's a prolific performer, appeared in the Columbia Artist Community Concert Series, the Utah Arts Council Performing Arts. Stop me if I'm lying about anything. No, Mendelsohn you're even pronouncing Society it correctly. <laughs> of Chicago Series, the Nova Concert Series, the Utah Chamber Music Society, Canyonlands New Music Series, Contemporary Music Consortium. It goes on and on. I won't read it all. It's quite impressive, but you're also a bit of a rocker. Uh, <laughs> played formerly uh, with, uh, uh, formerly with uh, Air Supply, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, but if I understand correctly, in about 2009, you made a decision to commit more time to classical uh, yes. performances and projects. Yes. I yes. recently heard Ian Anderson yes. say that he hated loud music, which was a surprise, as he was the leading light of Jethro Tull. <laughs> Was anything like that part of your decision to uh, play more classical music? Or if not, what was? Well, I can tell you, uh, my initial experience when I first went out to, to rehearse with that group, and I didn't know it was going to stick for 14 years, but my initial experience in a sound studio, I had two giant wedges or speakers on either side of the piano bench. And the minute I played one note, I thought, I can't handle this, because it was anything but acoustic. You know, It was just so amplified. But through the years, we we used a system of, of what they call in-ears, and it, it, it enabled us to dial in with our engineer exactly what we needed to hear and save our hearing. In, that, in fact, if you go to a, a recent air supply concert and sit backstage, you wouldn't hear anything going on on stage. Hmm. All the sound is out in the audience. So um, yeah, uh, loud noise can be extremely distracting, and, and it can be damaging because... Uh, the kind of music that, that I'm doing with April, you, you need to be rather fine-tuned and, and you wouldn't, you know, you could suffer damage if you were doing rock concerts, say, 10 years ago, okay. nonstop. Uh, what made you move more toward, or back, I guess, uh, toward more, I'm, I'm sure you still rock out whenever you want to, <laughs> but uh, more classical repertoire? I hope to rock out as a classical pianist, but classical music has always been my training. It was kind of a, a freak incident that I found myself playing rock music, but I'm more of a legit pianist. So I was always collaborating and always doing classical music. And my boss's uh, blessing, actually, you know, he always said, look, when you have a contract to do, something classical that's near and dear to your heart, please do it. It, it is what makes you who you are, and, and that's true for me. So it, it's not that I made a decision to move back. It became a, a difficult juggle to maintain. Right. You know, and 14 years on the road is just it's very grueling. I can imagine. It's not glamorous. Do you, what's the, the do you remember the smallest venue you ever oh, played? <laughs> With their supply? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a stadium, right? Yeah. No, the smallest <laughs> venue, yeah. The the funny thing is it, it's it's such a mixture of contrast you know to go go from a soccer stadium in La Paz uh, to uh, Cutcher's Country Club in Monticello New York where uh, pardon me for saying this but for where gray haired ladies the first thing they would do is get up and move from their tables as soon as we played our downbeat <laughs> and that's what they wanted they wanted to be seen doing that thing. But, yeah, all kinds of venues. Can I ask you about the Sundance Trio? Yeah. What other than piano is in the trio? Uh, we have uh, Bassoon, Chris Smith, and Oboe, Gerald and Giovanetti, both professors at, at BYU. And uh, do, you, do you play live concerts? Yes, yes we do. Um, we try to record CDs and include uh, new works, which also interests April, uh, to include at least one uh, commissioned work per CD, and, and then through, largely through Gerald and, and Chris Smith's uh, contacts with other colleges and universities, we generally will go off and perform and do sort of an exchange uh, at other universities. And, you know, BYU, of course, hosts lots of uh, guests here. So it enables us to reciprocate. Tremendous. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Uh, we're going to move now into the uh, second and third movements of this sonata. This, by the way, this sonata apparently in the flute repertoire is so well known that flautists just call it the Prokofiev. Yes. Uh, so this is uh, the second and third, the two middle movements of uh, the Flute and Piano Sonata in D Major by Prokofiev.
the second and third movements of Prokofiev's Sonata. You're listening to Highway 89 on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Tim Slover. Uh, uh, April and Jed have come to share the mic. Uh, April, um, talk to you first. Your life, uh, it's full of music. Yeah. Uh, you perform music, you teach musicians, you direct a summer music program, but I understand you also have at least probably more than one, but one other passion in life, uh, and that's running. I do run a lot, that's true. Uh, pretty serious business for you. Aren't you preparing for a marathon? A half marathon. I have done a marathon once in 2003. I don't know if I'll ever do another one of those. Oh, uh, well, a half marathon, <laughs> yeah. a slacker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I Just running to come up here made me winded. But So uh, is there a connection between flute playing and running marathons? There is. I mean, I would like people to think that I have hobbies outside of music just because they're fun. <laughs> but um, running does help your flute playing a lot. I've heard, I don't know if this has been scientifically proven or anything, but I've heard that um, professional swimmers and flute players are the two groups of people who have to have the best lung control. Uh, okay. Because flute takes so much air, and um, if your body, if you get adrenaline going, it's a lot harder to control what happens with your air. Now, sometimes when I'm sitting eating a hamburger uh, uh, <laughs> by the window, I see runners go by. They often have, you know, earphones in. Uh -huh. What do you listen to when you run? You listen to Scriabin and Beethoven. <laughs> um, well, sometimes I listen to things like Carmina Burana that okay. have a good beat, but I do listen to a lot of Sting and The Police and The I'm Cure. <laughs> the Cure. I never knew. <laughs> I cure. shouldn't be admitting this on radio, but it's it's good to keep running. It's, it establishes a good beat. So. Okay. Um, Jed, you uh, are very fit looking. Oh, well, uh, are I'm you a related runner? to sitting eating a hamburger, that's for sure. <laughs> if you were uh, training for a half marathon for my wife, what would you listen to while you were running past my hamburger? You know, I, 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 well, you know, I think Mozart and Beethoven is wonderful for driving, but yeah, for running or even working out at the gym, maybe some kind of pop rock music, but I, I don't know what, I don't know, Madonna, maybe? Okay. <laughs> Something with a good beat. Something with a April's good beat. April's right, yeah. Okay. But not the kind of beat that, you know, goes against your heart. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I have actually run, and when I run, people tell me I look like I'm listening to a dirge. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. But, but uh, do you run in Paris? A bit. Um, I don't nearly as much. I probably do three or four times. Although one year I, I lived right next to the Luxembourg Garden, oh. and people run there a lot. And so that year I went running a lot. But you're so busy moving around all the time. Um, you're just you're always walking around the city and taking the metro, and so it, it doesn't feel like I need to run as much. And you're probably doing your version of running anyway, just getting from place to place. Yeah, so. yeah, you tend to be going at a fast pace. All, all of that kind of thing. Well, that's terrific. Um, we're now going to hear, thank you very much. You didn't know that, did you, listeners? Sting, don't just think about that. While you're hearing the final movement of Prokofiev's Sonata, for flute and piano in D major.
concludes an absolutely magical hour of Highway 89. We heard the compositions of Charles Griffiths and Sergei Prokofiev. A sincere thank you to our fabulous guests for coming and performing for us. To learn more about flautist April Clayton, visit aprilclayton.com. That's A-P-R-I-L-C-L-A-Y-T-O-N.com. And for more information about our pianist Jed Moss, please visit jed-moss.com, jed-moss.com. The European American Musical Alliance, that's the one that uh, April participates in every summer in Paris, uh, where she's running all the time. It's uh, a not-for-profit arts organization. It's committed to fostering and promoting the classical arts. Its mission is to teach to broaden the interest in the arts, and to present composers and performers of the highest caliber. You can learn more about that program on the face, their Facebook page or at EA Music, all one word, eamusic.org. Highway 89 takes you to any number of destinations, 
every one of them musical and memorable. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tadiishi. I'm Tim Slover, glad to have spent this hour with you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>